Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Talking from the heart. Today with John Pillman. John Pillman. Kaya FM. 95.9. Six minutes past six on Kaya FM 95.9, the commercial radio station of the year. We are in a very special place tonight. We're at the El Dorado Community Arts Center in Sibokeng, Zone 14. Certainly one of the most important townships in Gauteng and part of a much bigger area that is known as Mfuleni. Tonight we're going to be talking about the elections, we'll be talking to political parties, we'll be hearing from political party supporters and we're also going to be talking to community leaders. In fact, they're going to help us set the scene because this isn't just about what the political parties are offering. We also need to hear, is this what the community needs? Welcome to the show on Kaya FM 95.9. Elections 2019 on Kaya FM, the informed choice. So first of all, let's just find out who we have here. Is the Democratic Alliance here? Is the African Independent Congress here? Is the BLF here? Is the EFF here? Do we have COPE in the house? Okay, we do. Do we have the African National Congress here? Okay. We have a good cross-section of political parties here. They will have their turn to speak their minds and tell us what they're offering. The audience will have a chance to speak and share their views as well. But we want to start somewhere else and talk to leaders in this community of Sibokeng, the greater community of Mfuleni, and find out what is this election all about. Let's introduce them quickly. Pastor Tibi Potsane is from the House of Glory. Pastor, welcome to you. Thank you, thank you. Katleho Mutsweneng is a social activist here. Katleho, nice to have you and thanks for your time. Thank you, Chopin. Lebo Smith is an agripreneur and an aspiring business person. Lebo, welcome as well. Thank you, John. For and us. as well, we're joined by Koska, who is the director of the Sebeking Educational Institute of Sports Development. Koska, very welcome. Pastor, let's start with you. What does Sebeking, what does Mfoleni need? From this election what does this community need the most um, I think I believe that we need change uh, schools churches um, roads um, let me just put it say the infrastructure of civil King I mean everything right now it's 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 it has been broken down so it's more like uh, there's something came in Sibukin like a tornado or something that just yes. came and took everything out, you know. So what we need is that we need uh, uh, um, a support system from the government that's going to help us to rebuild Sibukin and return Sibukin into the former. Lebo, both from the perspective of the community, but from your perspective as a woman trying to not only create a business for yourself, but presumably create jobs for other people in a country with around 40% unemployment. What do you think this election needs to bring to you and to this community? Well, um, we've had elections before. And yes. Uh, we've had many promises. But um, I was born and bred here, and I know exactly what we need. Uh, like the former panel member said, a support system. 
a very so, a strong support system. That's what is lacking here in Sibuki. To support what? To support young aspiring uh, youth entrepreneurs um, in um, innovating their dreams, in um, pursuing um, their entrepreneurship. And, and, and try and get things going. Katleko is an activist. One of the things you always try and do is get politicians to give you the time of day. Are you finding that more political parties are suddenly interested in what you have to say than they were two, three years ago when perhaps there wasn't an election on the horizon? No. Uh, what actually happens of, often during election time, it's, it's, it's usual for political parties to uh, try and find favor with the electorate, yes. uh, make promises. So obviously it's easier. I mean, for me as a social activist, the fact that I'm here today uh, is uh, something that shows the extent to which elections give space for ordinary people to make contributions in terms of what needs to happen. However, I just wanted to say that um, I think Sibukeng is not peculiar in any way yes. as a township in terms of what's happening, except that in, in Gauteng, the Val, the greater Val area in Fuleni is one of the most underdeveloped areas in Gauteng. Uh, it has not uh, done what other metropol metropoles have done in Gauteng. Um, it's actually even under administration as we speak. Uh, so we hope that after the elections, the provincial government will take greater uh, initiative in terms of making sure that the, the, there's money pumped into the municipality for issues of development. So, Koska, let's, let's get your view. Without necessarily naming individuals or political parties, how would you rate the standard of political debate as it pertains to Sibokeng, Mfuleni, and the issues in this place? Are you hearing lots of people with lots of good ideas, or are you hearing something perhaps falling below that standard? Um, John, first of all, I'd like to take this opportunity and um, thank Kaya FM for the opportunity to come through to Sibokeng because this is exactly what we need, right? Yeah, so as um, a leader in the Sibukeng Educational Institute of Sports Development, I would, I would like to say um, we do need change, and um, it's, it's very much important for the community as a whole to come together um, so that we can actually um, address the, the challenges that have been faced in Sibukeng for a long time. We have had numerous projects that have that have fallen, um, uh, like the, the services have not been provided as, as they were supposed to be provided. Uh, so I believe change is, due, um, is needed, and as my fellow colleagues have, have mentioned, that the support system is actually needed in our community. Because um, in essence, if you can compare our community with most of the metropolitan areas, um, yes. we, we fall behind, we lack that support structure. So, so what are you hearing from political parties and politicians? Are you hearing smart people with good ideas? Or is your optimism maybe not quite so high? Are you impressed with the talent out there? If this was idols, how many of them would get through to the next round? Um, well, I'd like... I think, I think um, there are good um, options out there in terms of political options that are there for us as Sibuking, right? But now, uh, in terms of delivery, it, it may be a question. Okay. Now, Pastor, I want to come back to you because obviously as uh, a man of religion, you're also very much involved in the moral space. What, what's your impression of the ethical quality 
um, of, of the political arguments, not just of politicians campaigning here, but I'm sure you plugged in to the national conversations on television and radio. Are you getting a strong sense of morality from our politicians as a class? Um, you know, what uh, the, the battle is that uh, they have, I think we don't have the same goals in terms of politicians or politics because any, any, any other party that comes in, they have their own goals yes. which they want to reach. And what are those goals? Um, you know, I cannot specify them, but what I can say is that, is that if you can check all the political parties and if we can, uh, 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 maybe let's just say, throw in a question, you would find that whatever reason they have, they can tell you this, but tomorrow it's not what they are saying. And we get another party who's saying this, and they're fighting to make sure that whatever they just they promise, they getting it, uh, they execute the plan. But you find that other political parties they have the the power or the yes. means, but they cannot they cannot they don't have resources or or I don't know how to put it, but they cannot reach that 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 planning because there's 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 these other parties which are so above them and yeah. crushing them yeah yeah so lebo let me ask you this i mean you spoke about what needs to be done for entrepreneurs as someone who lives in this area have what have you seen that's changed i mean has anything improved in sibukeng in emfoleni you I definitely don't think so. Nothing at all. How long have you lived here? I was born and bred here. And if you don't mind me asking, how long ago was that? I would say 30 years because I'm 30 years old. Okay. So, I mean, you've had a long, long timeline, um, five years more than the length of our democracy. Oh, back to you. You were saying you don't feel anything has changed. Sorry? You, you were saying you don't think anything has changed in that I time. don't really. I don't. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Well, John, to, to, to substantiate the view that things have not changed but deteriorated in Sabukeng, you find that in 2001, the municipality in, in Mfuleni had buildings that they owned, had parks that they owned. Um, so the revenue of the municipality was not re uh, reliant on yes. rates and taxes. Today, as we speak, uh, the municipality is renting a building, uh, offices, building offices. That's the level of deterioration that has happened in, in the Vala area. So uh, I agree with uh, Lebu that uh, nothing has fundamentally changed for the better for African people in, in Sibuke. Koske, if you could change and fix three things in Mfuleni Sibukeng, what would you fix? Um, I'd start off um, by fixing our education system. Because I think education is, is very vital to, to the young child. Because if we do have a proper structure in place in terms of education, I think everything can just blend in. Because without education, um, we cannot... We cannot have uh, leaders in our community. We cannot have sports people in our community. So I think we need to start there by fixing the education uh, structure within our organizations. You got two more? Say again? I said you got three things you can fix. That's one. Two more? Okay. Or um, you can give your well, word to someone else? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Um, obviously, entrepreneurship and also sports. sports what would you fix in sport? Um, I'd start off by fixing um, the... 
like you you see with sports um, the support structure in terms of grassroots programs we do not have enough programs that are catering for our disadvantaged areas and disadvantaged people so in that regard if we do have such means then i believe we can grow as a better nation and back to you pastor because we're coming to the end of the section when you look to decide if a political party really is offering something worthwhile what is the key issue that you look at most closely because their manifestos are many many pages they cover many different issues what's the one you consider to be the most important i would go for execution if what what uh, what 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 they present if they execute it then we we can talk because we we I, I, let me put it this way we're so tired of political parties coming especially into the church they do come into the yes. church and they promise us heaven and earth and when they have to deliver they do not deliver so if i have to go for a, a, a maybe a party which 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 will execute their plan i would look at their history what they have done since they are here and and katlejo uh, briefly i mean what is the key issue the key policy issue on which you judge whether a party is worth getting the vote or not i think for me as a young person the issue is the issue of economy the economy um, in the valley here we have a big steelmaking company. Uh, it's the biggest steelmaking plant in Africa, I assume in the world. Uh, the question is how has that steelmaking plant contributed? Uh, so the issue of economic development is the major issue that uh, de determines whether a political party for, for, for me is, is one that's going to help us moving forward or not. The big issue, Lebo, finally, uh, on which you would judge a political party's manifesto, apart of course from small business which you've spoken on already what what else i would say entrepreneurship um that is the big issue and if um entrepreneurs were more supported and um i think um moving forward this could be a better nation okay so let's give a round of applause to four members of your community who helped us set the scene when we come back, uh, we're going to take a brief break. When we come back, we're going to bring to the platform three of our political parties tonight. Uh, the first three parties to come up are the three parties that got the most votes the last time that Sibuking, Infoleni, Gauteng in the country went to the polls. So we'll do that in just a moment. Um, but we're going to take a brief break as I said. Elections 2019 on Kaya FM, the informed choice. 24 minutes past six on Kaya FM 95.9. We heard from community leaders. Let's hear from people now who would like to lead the community. I have three guests up with me. Just to put it in perspective, the African National Congress, the last time that this community went to the polls in local government elections, achieved 50 seats. The Economic Freedom Fighters achieved 11, and the Democratic Alliance achieved 22. We'll invite up some other political parties uh, a little bit later in the show, but let's start with three of them that have had a real opportunity to make a difference in this community. First of all, from the ANC, Mlungisi Thlongwane, welcome. Thanks very much for giving us your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Joining us as well from the Democratic Alliance, King Sol Shabalala, welcome to you. Uh, 
good evening, John, and good evening to Kaya FM listeners. And joining us from the Economic Freedom Fighters, Koleka Mandu, welcome to you. Thank you, John. Thank you, John, to your listeners and the audience that is here. Okay, well, let's start with you, Mr. Slongwane. I mean, you, as a party that has governed the province, the municipality, and indeed the country as a whole, will be judged, as you know, by the way in which people feel their lives have either improved or deteriorated during that time. Certainly from the people who are up here on this platform, the report card they're giving you is not a particularly good one. How would you defend the ANC's record in Mfuleni, first of all, but secondly in Gauteng? Thank you so much, uh, John, and, and thanks to your listeners. We are proud as the African National Congress on the record of what we have achieved in the last 25 years. It's always important to look at life comprehensively. The African National Congress understands the human being in totality. When we talk about what we have delivered in the country, we talk about the delivery we have made that has improved the lives of our people in many ways. We now have a life expectancy that is very high. We are proud that today we walk across knowing every student qualifies to enter university free. As the African National Congress, we've been responsible not only to talk about education fashionably, we start from early childhood development because we understand the importance of ensuring that this human being does not become a human being when he or she, she becomes an adult. You have to ensure that the foundation is sound and that is why the African National Congress begins fundamentally to develop a complete human being. How much more, Mr. Slongwane, might the ANC have been able to do if so many hundreds and possibly thousands of your comrades hadn't been stealing so much money? The, 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 the African National... Okay, let's give him a chance to answer, everybody. You'll get your chance from the floor. Go ahead, Mr. Slongwane. The African National Congress is one organization that is unrelenting when it comes to the decisive actions it takes once a wrongdoing has been committed. For that reason, we offer no apology in our fight against corruption. We have seen people falling to jail because of the actions that are taken by the ANC. We have further seen the intensity of the actions taken by our current president, Cyril Ramaphosa, who has shown no mercy. Not only is he talking about what the media talks about, he has gone yes. very deep to unroot what he understands to be a societal challenge that is not only facing the African National Congress, but society as a whole. The moral regeneration of our Okay. Society. Thank you very much. Okay. Let's, let's give everyone a chance. I see some people already on their feet with their hands up. Um, save it. Save it for a bit. We're not taking questions yet. We'll take questions in a moment. 
you, you're welcome to stand with your hands up, but it's not going to help you. Okay. Um, now, Mr. Shabalala, the, the DA has been in opposition uh, in this area. So you must have a pretty fair idea of what needs fixing in Sibyl King. Where, where would the Democratic Alliance start? Okay, thank you, John. And to clarify you, the DA does not have 22 seats in Nufuleni. It has, it has 23 seats. Okay. Uh, I, I think, uh, for starters, uh, as the Democratic Alliance, uh, I think what we would do in Nufuleni is to ensure that uh, we put leaders that have the political will uh, to change the material conditions of, of our people uh, would do away with a cadre deployment, uh, which we believe is a scourge uh, that is ravaging in Mfuleni. Also, what we would do in Mfuleni is to revamp the project management unit because we believe that this way uh, municipal resources and municipal money. Well, let, let's talk about cadre deployment because it's, it's a nice term to use when you talk about your opponents, but is it not, first of all, logical? when you take over a province, a municipality, or an institution of any kind, that you put in place like-minded people that you know well. And surely it would be absolutely evident if scrutiny was made of everywhere the Diaz has uh, taken charge, that you've done exactly that, that you've moved people out and you've moved in other people who are more like-minded. Isn't that the difference between being in opposition and being in government, where when you're on the outside, Everything you look at is wrong, but when you have to do it yourself, you probably do it the same way. I think uh, the difference between the DA and the ANC is that we employ feed for people's people. I would make an example, as we're in Fulin, about in Fulin. There are quite a number of cases where people are employed who do not qualify for these positions. There are people who are employed with only metric, yet those positions require a degree and a particular experience. So we believe those instances, those are the causes that has made uh, Mfulin to collapse under the ANC government. Some people might say that's a fair description of what went on in Tswane when you were in charge. But, but I, I would continue to... Your party, I don't mean yes, you personally. I remember. Okay, everybody, carry on, please. I would continue to stress this point that where we govern, we do things different. Where we find there are instances of wrongdoing, like you are mentioning in the issue of Tswani, we were able to deal with those issues. Those people were removed from those, from those positions. We take decisive action when it comes to those. Like, I'll make an example. I would, I would, I would. Okay. I, I, would, I, would, I would make an example. Uh, with regards to crime in South Africa. We have police uh, service, yet people con we won't say because we have uh, police services in South Africa, people don't commit crime. There are people who do wrong things, but it is the, it's the Democratic Alliance, we are very quick in dealing with, with wrongdoing. Thank you. Now, let's, let's, turn, let's turn to the EFF. Koleka, mind you, what would you, where would you start fixing Sebo King? There's joblessness, there's decaying infrastructure, there's non-existent services in certain places, as we're hearing from people here, but you can't do it all at once. What would your, as the EFF's top priority be? Um, thank you so much, John. Uh, I'd like to, before I comment on that, to say 
the gentleman representing the ANC right there did not specifically um, indicate what has the ANC done in Sibugay. Actually, okay, but I'm asking you what you will do. Actually, what what he has. Actually. Okay. I. Okay, everybody. Can I can I just say something? Can I just say something? I've I've never heard of an election won by booing. Most elections are won, I would like to think, from ideas. So I realize everyone's going to get excited and please shout and be enthusiastic. But when someone does have the mic and the turn, let's at least give them a chance to speak. So please go ahead. John, what I'm saying is that the victories and the success of the ANC should have been local based instead of he has highlighted something as one of the promises that have been done across the country. Now, when, when just to answer you right now, in, in Mfuleni alone, in Mfuleni alone, the ANC has dismally failed. Failed in terms of it has, it has had so many mayors in Mfuleni, the ANC has had so many mayors, replacement yes. of mayors, and that is proof and indication that the ANC cannot lead itself. If, uh, you, how you, can you, you, you could interpret that in a different way, and you could say that that's a reflection of the ANC's commitment to good governance, that when mayors fail, they get rid of them. I mean, why, why does turnover of mayors mean failure to deliver? Okay, what do we have to look at? The inefficiency of the government that is led by the ANC in Mfulane. You look around, I am very sure that when you came here, you couldn't even drive correctly because of all the potholes. So let, 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 me, let me say this to you. Let me say this to you, Ms. Mandu, and I want to put it as clearly as I can. The question I asked you was what would the EFF do? The answer you gave me, the answer you're giving me is to tell me what the ANC hasn't done. And a lot of people would say in this room, particularly on that side of the hall, that that is exactly the EFF's problem, that you know exactly what's wrong with everybody else. But with an open-ended question to tell us what you would do, we're still waiting to hear. I was, I was about to come to your question and okay, answer you it can, before be I got being bullied. However, however, I will not list on what the EFF will do. I will list on what the EFF has done since it got into council in 2016. Currently, the, the EFF, through its councillors here in Mfulene, it has opened a number, quite a number of cases of corruption against their ward councillors of, of, from Sibugay, from Mfulene on its own. The EFF currently in, in Mfulene, we have toilets, we have pit toilets under 25 years of government. The EFF has given community members those toilets. So even with under less resources that we come across it, we are able to give implementation execution. Okay, right. Let's get to an issue that was highlighted by uh, the panel and, and in particular uh, by Katleko Motswaneng. The question of jobs and the question of reviving the economy of this area. Mr. Thongwane, what would the ANC do 
and I don't just mean in local government, but the ANC as a, as a if it were to be the, the ruling party nationally, what would it do to revive an area that at one time was an industrial powerhouse, but is certainly no longer that? The, the African National Congress has done a thorough study of the challenges faced by the area of the Vale and Mfuleni in particular. We all know the economy of Mfuleni was anchored by the steel industry, whose faltering was not in any way a mistake of Mfuleni, but the pricing and tariff challenges that are facing the steel industry globally. And we also know that Mittal is not a local company, but an international company whose response to the pressure that it faced affected us locally in the Val. Based on that, our government has taken a decision to decisively intervene on the tariff negotiations at national level. These negotiations were led by the Department of Trade and Industry and they've come to fruition. As we speak now, the steel industry is beginning to revive. The plants of metal in Fernacheng are being reopened and we have taken even a further deeper view as the African National Congress. We have decided that we can no longer rely only on one sector of the economy. You, we can't rely on steel or manufacturing alone. And for that reason, we have taken a decision to drive agro-processing because we have an avalanche of land. We will be availing land to our people to ensure that they grow their own produce, they grow their skills, that the intervention we make as the African National Congress, we understand that the bulk of our challenges are economical. Even the payment, the level of payment of services in our area is very poor. That you can't blame to the institution, but the structure of the economy. Okay. That is why it becomes very important that you need to deal with the structure of the economy in order to ensure that the fundamental challenges that we face are addressed. Okay, so I'm, give me one second. Um, I'm gonna, I know that the EFF and the DA will have plenty to say on job creation, on the economy, on issues of land. We're going to get to that in a moment. I don't want them to start with their answers. Then I have to look at my watch and tell them we have to go to a traffic break. So let's start afresh. Let's start where you get a decent opportunity, both of you, to answer. I noticed that quite a few of you have put your hands up. We're going to be getting to questions in the second part of the show. But let's just carry on and hear a little bit more from the political parties before we go to the floor. You're listening to Kai FM 95.9. It is coming to you live from the uh, El Dorado Community Arts Center here in Sibokeng, Zone 14. Stay with us. Elections 2019 on Kaya FM, Kaya FM, the informed choice. Okay, welcome back, Afropolitan. 16 minutes to 7. We are coming to you live from Sibokeng from the El Dorado Community Arts Center. We have with us at the moment uh, representatives of the ANC, the DA, and the EFF. We'll be welcoming reps from the BLF, from COPE, and from the AIC. A little bit later in the show, and we'll be taking some comments from the floor as well. I can see a line forming behind our microphone. But I left you with a question that we're still hanging for an answer from uh, two of our guests asking them what they would do about uh, stimulating the economy, creating jobs in particular. I'm going to start with the EFF. Koleka, uh, if you'd like to go first, uh, the EFF, the economy and jobs, over to you. I will speak on something that has been implemented currently because in Johannesburg and Tswane we, we managed to insource quite a number of um, security guards and that alone it says EFF creates more jobs than the ruling party where it is. But I wanted to also comment on the issue of 
jobs around Mfuleni. Um, last week we got to meet about 600 workers of Asilomital. They were the gentleman of the ANC sitting it was speaking about and here in Sibukeng you find that even the industrialization is very much um, employing people who stay outside of Mfulen. It gets to employ people who are not even staying here. There's retrenchment that is currently happening. There's retrenchment, the retrenchment that is currently happening, even the ANC itself, it cannot come in between and assist those workers. So it had to take the EFF who got to be advocates of those workers in the, in the courses of implementation of jobs. But can I ask you a question? I mean, are you... Let's say, let's say the, the EFF finds itself the government of the country. How would you come between an employer who is perhaps running a business that is not going well and needs to retrench people? I mean, that's the real world. How would you deal with that I mean, as a government? I mean, it's one thing to intervene as opposition, but if you're making policy and trying to encourage business on the one hand, create stable employment on the other, the balance is often more tricky. I will, I will take you back to um, the, the youngsters that were sitting here before we came in. They spoke about entrepreneurship not taken into a serious matter currently. So as the EFF, you take your entrepreneurs, you take your business people with all our policies that we have and then minerals and uh, mines taking state capacity and, 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 and making sure that we run in, based on that. You get to sit, listen to what these entrepreneurs are going through. You get to come up with ideological perspective and how we are going to make sure that jobs are not lost. Jobs must be retained. Jobs must be sustainable. Jobs must be able now. to feed all these people who are sitting here. Not people should be losing jobs. And I will also say that for us not to, to say we are glorifying uh, or we are increasing the percentage of having votes. Look at the jobs that are created. As the EFF, we do not want your CWPs. We want people to be employed permanently. We want people to be having sustainable jobs. We do not want people to be having temporary jobs whereby tomorrow they will not be able to okay. feed themselves. All right. Well, we, we, we're still waiting to get some detail on the how. So let's see if the DA can give us that. Uh, thank you, John. I think, I think there, is, there is a fallacy that it is the role and the responsibility of the, of the government to create jobs. I think the role of the government in terms of helping in, create, in increasing the economy and job creation is to create a conducive environment for businesses where business will prosper. As the Democratic Alliance, how would we create this conducive environment that would be able to, to attract uh, foreign investors and your local investors into our municipality so that they, uh, the economy of the municipality grows and we are able to create jobs? One would, without fail, continuously fight corruption and expose corruption because corruption steals uh, from the people corruption destroys institution 
no investor will come uh, to a municipality that is ravaged by corruption. Two, we will develop and maintain infrastructure. For you to be able to attract investors into your municipality, you must have the proper infrastructure. No one would want to come and invest in Mfuleni if the, the roads are not uh, conducive. But, but, but if I can come in there, Mr. Chabalala, I mean, that is the basic work of government. And, and it should be taken as a given, even if it isn't necessarily the case now. But there are much tougher questions around creating jobs that I'm interested to get your view on. I mean, for example, some people say one of the reasons uh, why there is still as much poverty as there is, even when the economy has been doing well, is the large size of the gap between the lowest paid worker and corporate executives. Does the DA believe that that gap should be closed and would you pass laws to do so? Uh, remember, uh, we have a document that called R2D2. As the Democratic Alliance, the first two are we are acknowledging the injustice that were created. I, I, let me. I, I I, I've to, asked you a very specific question, no, if you don't mind. Remember, I, I want to. I want to. I want to give you a detailed answer, so that even a voter that is undecided at home would be able to vote for the Democratic Alliance. I think it would be an injustice if I were to give you short answers. I, but we begin I, think, I think it would be very helpful if, if you gave precise answers. If. And what I'm asking you is, does the DA, I mean, I mean surely the answer to this is, is clear cut and, and I, I have no opinion on what the answer should be. Does the DA believe that if the gap between low paid workers and executives is too wide, the law should be introduced to close that gap. Yes, the Democratic Alliance is saying, hence we are saying we need to redress the imbalances of the past. And also as a Democratic Alliance, we are saying in the current dispensation, only those who are politically connected and the elite, they continue to benefit, yet the masses of this country continue to suffer. As the Democratic Alliance, we believe that we're living in one of the most unequal societies. And as the Democratic Alliance, we are saying that gap should be closed be between uh, the rich and the poor. I asked you about a very specific tool. Will you apply it or not? It is yes or no. Come again? Okay, I, th I think let's move on from that because perhaps we're, we're, we're wrestling in a slippery pond. Let's go to the floor. We've got a number of people who are waiting to ask questions. Uh, do tell us who you are. If you want to declare a political affiliation, you can, but otherwise it's over to you. Sir, please go first. Well, thank you very much. My name is Sipo Ngoni. Um, I'm an ordinary community member. Welcome. Uh, yes. Clearly, uh, John Pellman, your panel, uh, both DA and EFF, clearly have got nothing to give us today. Uh, <laughs> But there's a, there's a fundamental question that you asked earlier on. There's a fundamental question that you asked earlier on, which was never, ans which was never answered. You, you asked the question on ethical leadership. Yes. And I failed to get an answer out of, out of that. Cause, and, in, in, and in fairness, I haven't put it to these guests, but I will. Yeah. One is that, as a, as a community member, I'm, I'm, I'm here to check which party to vote for. And um, I'll want to check firstly with your, with your DA. We, I, I, I suppose, uh, Mr. Pellman, is that we, we aspire for an unracial, non-sexist, 
uh, and a democratic South Africa. Yes. Now the question is, we have seen where the DA is leading, wherein there is a two-state, wherein between the have and the have not. Here in Midval, I'm not going too far. Here in Midval, people who are unable to pay for for their services and everything, they get their property being attached and being sold for owing one rand. In the in in the in the Western Cape, in the Western Cape, we have seen development happening in one section of the area. Okay. Do 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 you have a question? Yeah. I'm saying the question is. The question is, why is DA, why is DA not offering a, un, a, a unison approach in terms of development? Okay. Number two. No, no, no. EFF, I, there's uh, quite a few, there's EFF. three people behind yeah. you. Last one on EFF. EFF. There are two. There are two people now who have gone out and said that the, the chief in command has been abusing the resources of the EFF in terms of um, corruption and they are part of the VBS. What has the EFF been doing okay. uh, as opposed to what the ANC has done going boldly and establishing a commission okay, of thank you. against corruption? Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Okay. Can I... Thank you, so I'll come to you in a second. Can I, can I ask, because there's so many people who would love to speak, plus we've got to welcome two more political parties. Try and be as concise as you can. Uh, I would appreciate that. So over to you. Welcome. Introduce yourself and go. Oh, thank you, John, uh, and the, all the who are with you there. You know what? My question is based on this gentleman of ANC, Umlungisi. So he has. Uh, he, he said that uh, ANC stand against the corruption, but that's something that I just want to ask him. Why here? in the val the service is totally collapsed if the anc was against the stand of of, of corruption it should have been in the, in the stand out of this thing and he himself i think lunis was not uh, was not yet rejoined anc because he's from coke i think that lunis is not he don't okay, know where okay from coke and what i'm trying what to tell you is that uh it not uh, And what, what I just want to tell you is that uh, the ANC, from now on, it did stole uh, the money from our... Okay, great. Thank one thing no, 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 thanks. You've had two points. Thanks, sir. Thank you very much. Okay. I, I, I would rather not cut your questions short, so please help me by sticking to two questions maximum. Okay. Can, can we... Can we have a little bit of silence and quiet? Can, can we give your, your neighbors and colleagues a chance to speak? Sir, over to you, thanks. Yes, go ahead. My name is Tebelo Mukwena. I'm the resident of Mfule. Yes. You know, it's shocking to hear or to see other people be excited with the environment that Sidibeng are into today. Yes. It's so sad. Very sad. But however, I have one compliment. One compliment to the ANC, then I'll go straight to the question. Compliment.
to the ANC. It's well done. You did give us the full of portal dishes that we can watch football. Lasty, no, your, uh, question, your, your question, please, Tibello, if you don't mind. Well done. You turned our young people to the track edit. Well done. Uh, I would like to ask King Sol Chabalala, the leader of the DA, one question. Since when we have this kind of a situation in Mfulen, how will you then turn around the situation? Thank, thank you. you very much. Okay, thank you very much. Yes, and the last. Okay, let's try, and, let's try and give people a chance to speak. Sir, I hope you have a loud voice and you do have a microphone. Introduce yourself and please contribute. Over to you. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Gladwin Molashwe. I'm going to be very brief. My questions are direct to the ANC. Uh, number one, let me just clarify that this man who stood here firstly, his name is Sifonguni. He works for the local municipality and he's a veteran in the ANC. He's a veteran in the ANC. I'm clarifying that. Okay. Wait. Okay. You said you had a question. Go ahead. Yes. Now, I'm making a comment and then I'm asking a question. Very brief. Okay. First of all, I cannot trust a government who has the audacity to ban its own offices because of corruption. Number two, where is the 800 plus million? Elections 2019 on Kaya FM, the informed choice. Okay, Afropolitans, two minutes past seven. We enter the last hour, I should call it the second hour, which is much more optimistic, of our town hall conversation here in Sibokeng at the El Dorado Community Arts Center. Sibokeng, zone 14, but the conversations we're having go well, well beyond this neighborhood. Our stage up here, uh, if we had TV, you would notice, has now got a lot fuller. Let me welcome three more guests uh, who've joined us on the stage. First of all, Margaret Arnolds joins us from the African Independent Congress, which has some seats in the council here as well. Three, if I'm not mistaken, welcome to you, Ms. Arnold. Uh, good evening, John and Kaya FM, and good evening to all the listeners, and especially the African Independent Congress comrades that are here today. Okay. Let's welcome as well Papi Khanare Mufukeng is the General Secretary of COPE. They have a single seat in this municipality and seats as well in the National Assembly. Mr. Mufukeng, welcome. Nice to have you as oh, well. Let, let me correct it. I'm Papi Khanare. I'm not Mufukeng. Oh, I apologize. Papi Khanare, I have no idea where the Mufukeng came from, but it has just been scratched up. But welcome okay. anyway. All right, uh, John. Uh, Good evening, and good evening to your listeners. Nice to have you. And finally, uh, taking part in elections for the first time, Zanele Luana is the Deputy President of Black First Land First, the BLF. Ms. Luana, welcome, and thanks for your time. Um, thank you for inviting us, and good evening to your listeners and to the community of Sebuking. So what I want to do, we'll get back to the questions that were raised from the floor, but I don't want to have... Uh, our, our new guests sitting and waiting because they have been waiting uh, quite patiently to join us in the conversation. As I said, we'll come back to those questions. We'll take some more. But I want to get each of your three parties to tell us 
what you would do about the economy, because whatever other issues there are, and there are many, education, crime, health, just to name three, gender relations to add a, a fourth, but if people in South Africa are not earning money and are not working, fundamentally we can't move forward. What are your thoughts from the AIC? What are your plans to get South Africans back to work in decent jobs? Thank you, John. Um, it's a very good question. I think as the African Independent Congress, we really believe that um, the economy is down because there's no decent jobs in the country. I think from national to province to even local, there's no decent jobs. But what the AIC will do is the AIC will partner with businesses to create uh, sustainable jobs whereby new graduates could be employed. We also believe that our country is rich in agriculture. And from there, we would then look at taking these very new graduates uh, who have studied in the field of agriculture and allow them to get into agriculture, speak to farmers and look at how we can partner them there. This region or this, the Val is very rich in minerals. We also believe that we need to create jobs as far as mining is concerned, but it should be safe jobs uh, within the mining industry. And look at entrepreneurship. I loved what the lady was saying that entrepreneurs are not getting a chance. We need to look at how we deal with entrepreneurship, create jobs for them that are sustainable. And the only way to do that is to partner with all the partners uh, from business, deal with uh, skills development, and I think that is the way the economy could flourish in South Africa. So, so what you're describing to me in a sense is a list of things you'd like to do. I want to drill a little bit deeper into the how. So you talk about partnerships with business. It sounds nice, but in fact the relationship between workers and business is a complex one and sometimes conflictual. Do you as the AIC believe that the gap between the highest paid South Africans and the lowest paid workers is too wide and will you introduce laws to change that? Will you say to executives you simply cannot earn that much unless you raise wages at the bottom? What's your policy on that? Definitely John. The gap is so vast that you cannot even see the difference. At least it's vast. Yes, that's we, why I'm asking cannot, you the question, what will you do about that. it? And I do believe that as the African Independent Congress, we do support and we do believe that that gap needs to be closed. How? I asked you about a specific remedy. Will you do it or won't you? Well, I think I've, I've explained it. Um, no, you haven't. John. That's why I keep asking you. Yes, John, I have. What I've said is that the AIC will look at partnering with business and everybody else out there because government can only, I think one of the other speakers indicated earlier on, that government can create a conducive situation, but we cannot be creating jobs all okay, the time. So, so you won't introduce laws to close the wage gap in that yes, way? Yes, definitely. Okay, great. Well, that's clarity. Cope, jobs, a struggling economy, massive inequality, where would you start? Uh, let me start by explaining to you that the, the issue of jobs has got two legs. Sorry, there can is, I ask uh, everybody to listen to the person who's speaking? I think that's only fair. Go ahead, please, sir. Uh, there is a short-term approach to job creation. Yes. And there is a long-term approach to job creation. 
The first thing you need to do if you want uh, to create jobs is to have leadership which is reliable, accountable, and incorruptible. And secondly, you need public service which is professional, which will be able to implement the policies of whatever government is in power. Okay. The, the short-term approach to job creation is to ensure that government invests heavily in infrastructure and infrastructure development through which they will be able to improve the lives of the people on the ground. If you implement, uh, if you improve, if you put that road in every street, you ensure that there is proper toilet, uh, toilet. How, how is that going to grow the economy? I know. How will that grow the economy? It, it grows the economy because when you implement, when you, when you implement infrastructure, you have got to employ more people. And the, yes. more be and the more people you employ, you have got to pay them. And when you pay them, they have got to use the money in the economy and therefore contribute towards economic growth in that way. But I've not finished. The, 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 the second point would be a government needs to have a database of all SMMEs. I don't want to talk about entrepreneurship and tenderpreneurship because there's a, there's a fine line between the two. But if you have got, a, if the government has got the database of all SMMEs in different industries, yes, the government is able to develop programs to support those particular SMMEs. Why, why does the one follow from the other? I could have a long list of things that I need to do, um, broken down into priorities from one to a hundred. Doesn't mean I'm going to do them. No. There's a missing part to what you're saying. So we get busy creating this database. There, there, no what happens next? There is no missing part. It is interlinked. What you are missing, you are missing the point that it is not a short-term approach it, 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 uh, uh, only. They, like, that's why I said, secondly, you then come into the long-term approach. The longer-term approach is where you try to attract investors by ensuring that there is a policy uh, certainty and the perceptions of stability is there and ensure that uh, law and order is maintained. Okay. How is BLF, Ms. Luana, going to create jobs? How are you going to get the economy going again? Can you please repeat the question? How are you going to create jobs? How are you going to get the economy going? Yes. Um, I think the first thing we need to talk about is how, what strategy do we employ to preserve the jobs that are already there. And what I mean by this, uh, for example, we have a crisis at ESCOM mm -hmm. where an agenda for privatization is being uh, pushed through the independent power producers. As a result, there are nuclear plants in various provinces that are being closed. What does this mean? Where, where, are, they, where are they being closed? Uh, to my knowledge, we only have one nuclear plant, which is in Cape Town. Where, where are the others? No, the point that I'm making is that there are plants, in particular, I think it's uh, Medupi, where the jobs of um, the people there are at risk 
because of the project of independent um, power producers. What I'm saying is that the role of the government should be to preserve um, these particular jobs. Secondly, what needs to happen is that as Black First Land First, we are proposing for a new economic plan, a new economic plan that is going to be driven by the agenda of radical economic transformation. And what does that mean? What this means is that when we look at all the key sectors of the economy, from mining to retail to farming um, and many other industries, we see that there is a colonial representation where the white minority continues to own these industries. Practically, what we support as Black First Land First, for example, is what was proposed by the former Minister of uh, Mineral Resources, yes. the Mining Charter, that was in fact compelling mining companies to transform all the way to a managerial uh, uh, um, level where we are going to see black emerging uh, uh, um, people, business people who are interested in the mining industry having ownership so of the, um, uh, let, the, let, the, the Let production. me try and understand what is radical about having more Patrice Mutsepes. Please say that again. What is radical about having more Patrice Mutsepes? Because that would be the outcome of what you're describing. Well, no. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't understand why you call it radical. No, the truth of the matter is that from mining again to farming and to other key sectors of the economy, they are white in a country that is predominantly black. What we are saying as Black First Land First is that the means of productions, the ownership should reflect the demographics of the people. So as the black majority, we should not be only slaves who get employed by the ruling elite. We must own the economy, create the opportunities for people to be employed and to be able to sustain their lives. Okay, now um, we need, we'll take another four people. If you can get, get your hands up, my team on the floor will work out. Let's make sure we get people from all sides of the hall. I think that's very important. We haven't had any people from the side there, so let's do that. Okay, let's, let's deal, if we can, with some of the questions. And I have to say, many of the questions were long statements. And there were, I think, some questions buried in there, and I'll try and dig them out. Um, a question was asked by Mr. Mguni about the EFF's position on corruption and the way it deals with allegations of corruption against leadership in its own house. Uh, that would be one for you, Ms. Uh, uh, Miandu, if you could uh, share with us your thoughts on that. Thank you, George. Um, not in a million years to come will the EFF be protecting any forms of corruption. Um, Mr. Sipomguni spoke about VBS. I will tell you that in, currently in Western District Municipality, the same VBS got the municipality under administration which is led by the ANC government. 84 million rands in West Rand is under VBS. It went straight down to the ring, whereby employees, municipal employees, are, are not paid on time or never. Now, where, can, 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 I, can I just say that you're answering that question the way you answered the last one. I asked you what you in the EFF do about corruption in your own ranks, and you point to corruption in the ANC's ranks. I don't think that was the question. Do you feel that you as a party have absolutely thoroughly exhausted and investigated any possibility that your party, either through individuals or collectively, benefited from the VBS corruption? Are you satisfied that you've exhausted that possibility? 
Because that's the question, isn't it? Can I get the, the last part? Are you satisfied that you have absolutely 100% cleared anyone in the EFF of benefiting from the criminality of VBS? The report that came out about VBS does not enlist the EFF on QLE benefiting on anything based on VBS. So the, VBS has, so the EFF has to be solemnly excluded for any, from any allegation on VBS. Okay, thank you very much. Now, the other question that was asked was around the DA and a suggestion that different municipalities they run get different kinds of treatment. Softer treatment for debt defaulters in more affluent parts of the Western Cape, a tougher approach in uh, Midvale and clo areas closer to home. What's your response to that? You're being accused of inconsistency. Mr. Chabalala, if you'd like to uh, answer that one, please. No, thank you very much. Uh, before I answer that question, I think Sipom Guni should not be ashamed to acknowledge that he's a member of the ANC. And also, just to briefly answer Sipom uh, Guni's uh, question, that where we govern, we only deliver services in the affluent areas. I would take him to the nearest municipality around here because he mentioned Midval. I would like to tell him the awards that were won by Midval recently is Midval is first in job creation, yes. first in social upliftment, first in the clean environment, first in fighting corruption, first in attracting local and foreign investment, first in developing and enhancing infrastructure. So why would the municipality be giving these awards if it was only focusing on affluent areas and not the areas within that covers the boundaries of the municipality. And also there was a question that was asked by Tibel Lomkwen. To say as a democratic alliance, when we, we, we come into government, yes. what is it that we would do in Mfulen? I think first one, we'll fire all the corrupt uh, ANC members in Mfulen municipality. Will, will, you, will you take them to court first? Yes. Two. That, that won't be quick then. Two. We will ensure that there is a lifestyle audit uh, for senior uh, managers in the, in the municipality. We will create fair access to jobs as currently people are denied opportunities to jobs because of their political affiliation. We will ensure that delivery of services is continuous on, on a, a non-sustained yes. basis as contained in the constitution. We will also support and empower small businesses like we're doing in, in Midval Municipality with the Khatolopele program. Okay, thank you. And then there was a brace of questions uh, that I'd like to put to you, Mr. Tlongwane, uh, about corruption in specifically this municipality. Uh, Gladwin, uh, the last questioner, uh, raised a question, uh, asked a question about an amount of 800 million rand. So on the broad theme of, do you accept that there has been corruption here uh, and what do you say about allegations or uh, accusations, I should say, that you haven't gone about it as vigorously as you should and you'll need your microphone. There you go. Thank you so much, uh, John. It is, the, it is the African National Congress that investigated and exposed the corruption which came with a figure of 800 million. So we are proud that we are the ones that pointed out and said, this is worthy of investigation. As we speak, John, the South African Police Service have begun to unpack what constitutes the 
wasteful and irregular expenditure that amounted to 800 million. No cover will happen in that regard. The African National Congress is very decisive in ensuring that M. Fuleni turns around. Can, can I ask it's you? not surprising. It should not be surprising to all of you that as we go beyond these elections, because we do not plan only on elections, we want to decisively ensure that the image of the VAL improves. The invitation that we have extended across is bearing fruits. Our provincial government decisively has come in. Our national government has come in. We also have escalated our partnership with the private sector and we are beginning to deliver quality services because we can are I? trusted by the people. Okay, can I, can I just ask you a, a, a question to round off this issue of corruption? And the answer I think would be a number. How many people have gone to jail for stealing money from the people of Mfuleni? It's only three months ago that the report was tabled in council and adopted. I, I'm not asking about the report, I'm asking... Every step in that regard. Yes. And there was no corruption before then, was there? It is important, John, to understand this. Once a mayor has taken a decisive decision to distance himself from the activities of a corruption supported by his organization, the ANC, it becomes the duty of the police to investigate. Can Our I, role is to ensure that the yes. investigation doesn't stop I and ask, ensure uh, that those that are responsible yes. are brought to book. But, but can we conclude from your answer that the, the, the number at present is zero? Can we conclude from your answer that the number of people who've gone to jail for stealing money from the people of M. Fuleni since the ANC has been in power is zero? No, that, that's incorrect, John. Well, how many is it? Because I asked you for a number and I'm I haven't got one yet. the ANC in general. I'm I'll talking be... about the ANC in M. Fuleni. The investigations are on as we speak. You can't okay. arrest someone before you've investigated. Okay, but, but then the answer is Don't nobody has gone to jail. Sports. Okay. The African National Congress respects the law. Okay. We will never jump the law. When but but, the, but the, answer is zero. the answer at the moment is zero. Until there's an arrest, arrest okay. from an investigator. All right. Thank you very much. Now, what we're going to do is we need to go to a brief break. Uh, we're a little bit ahead of time. Uh, we've got a little bit over time in that bracket. But what we're going to do after that is we've got a line of four more people who want to speak from the floor. Please can I remind you, keep it tight if you can. If you've got one question, you'll probably ask two, but please don't use it as a pretext to ask six. Okay, we're back in a moment in the Civil King Zone 14 El Dorado Community Arts Center, democracy and political debate and a fair amount of shouting and booing, I have to say, is alive and well. We're back soon on 95.9. Kaya FM. Kaya FM. 95.9. Okay, Afropolitans and our audience here in Civil King. Boy, what a great discussion. 25 minutes past seven it is. Let's go back to the floor just to paint the picture for you. We're sitting on a wooden stage. There's seven of us up on the stage. Seven, eight, seven. Um, and there's a big audience and they're sitting in their political parties. A lot of people are wearing the colors of the party that they support and the party I would assume that they are working hard to bring electoral success. But we've got in the middle, right down the center, 
a microphone and a little podium, and we have a gentleman standing there who's going to introduce himself and tell us what's on his mind. Good evening to you, sir. My name is Bongane Mapumulo, and I've been hearing all you guys talking about job creation, job employment, but I have this one question. Since we're entering the fourth industrial age and with artificial intelligence coming to play, how do you plan to give more sustainable jobs for each and every individual? Because everyone now, when you talk about job employment, they're all screaming and all excited, but it's like everyone is missing what's the change that we're entering now. So I want to know, with ANC being given a lot of people jobs because like they are they are members because we've seen it in our townships yes. everyone who's employed is because employed too because they have membership with ANC so one thing I want to know with that how do you plan on working towards that and making sure that everyone's got a job thank you okay thank you yes good evening to you sir uh, go ahead how are you Mr. Pullman uh, Mr. John no no don't start now I'm listening to you, please go ahead. Okay, Mr. John, what I want to say, I'm an... Sorry, tell us who you are, please. My name is Paul Libusa. I'm an ANC member. Yes. My vote is not a secret. I'm yes. going to vote ANC. Yes. Uh, to DA, I want to just ask one question or two. The thing is, DA, you said on your things that you, you're going to give people one house and one job. Did you practice that on the municipal that you are leading? or the, the provinces that you are leading. Did you manage to, 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 to do that, as you said? And then the next thing is, as you have been rescued by our president, Sir Ramaphosan Alexandra, your mayor was afraid to come there. How sure that these people in Sibukeng, your, your mayor or whoever you will be elected, will be here? Okay, that's two questions you asked for two. Thank you, go ahead. Good evening. Okay. Thank you, John. Uh, my name. Sorry, can I really ask the people? You've just heard from somebody on your side. Let's hear from other Thank people you, as John. well. Please uh, go ahead, sir. My name, my name is Innocent. Vin sorry. My name is Innocent. Hi, Innocent. I will be direct to my question. My yes. question arises within change. As we have uh, Mr. Echongwani was the previous mayor for this in Fulham. And we did not have any changes. So then, for now, what change does he promise us? And to King Saul, when we take, when we take province come 8 May, will you consider to put Enfuleni under full administration? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay, and a fourth question. Good evening to you, sir. Welcome. Evening, Tatejon. Thank you very much for the opportunity. My name is Mulifi Trinity Magola. Um, I had an opportunity to go through different manifestos for different political parties. Okay. What did you find? I found out uh, these questions is actually based uh, to DA because they are not clear on their manifestos. Number one, I need to know what is their position on the land question, number one seeing that most of their members own land just around here in Midfarm. Number two, since that their members also have employed a number of farm workers, I need to know what is their position on the minimum wage. Number three, lastly, uh, lastly, what is your position on the important issue of free education? Because your minister, the shadow minister of DA, had, had been on, recorded on publicly 
opposing it. Thank you very much, John. Okay, I, can, I, can I just ask you a question? Um, and you can give me a brief answer. I mean, you said you went through all the manifestos. Did you not find answers there? Because it's quite long. I think it's 96 pages or something. I have, I have asked... Maybe you DA. found answers you didn't like. The reason why, I, why I'm asking DA... Yes. It's because it's not clarified on their manifestos. Okay. Maybe they use different terminology. Okay. But we know the EFF is very ambitious, and we know that the ANC is very clear on these matters that I've asked for. Great. Thank you very much. Okay. Right. Now, let's, let's deal with the, with the party-specific questions, and then I'm going to go to some things that were... Uh, more of a more general nature, creating jobs as economies modernize in the fourth industrial uh, age. We'll get to that in a moment. But let's go straight away because the DA, the, those three questions are fresh. Uh, the land question, the minimum wage, and the question of free education. Where does the DA stand on those three, please? Okay. Thank you, John. Uh, as the Democratic Alliance, we do not support expropriation of land without compensation. One, we, we... Please just do carry on, yeah. The reason... The reason... Keep going if you can. Yes. The reason we are not supporting expropriation of land without compensation is that we don't want South Africans to be tenant in a state-owned land. I'll make an example. ANC always claims to be the representatives and the custodians of the black people. Yet they are behaving like an apartheid government. They want to take the land away, away from black people. As a democratic alliance, we say the current ANC government spends more money on blue light and protecting ministers than they spend on land reform reform program. Okay, minimum, minimum wage, please. Sorry? Minimum wage. As the Democratic Alliance, we don't support the minimum wage. We say, we're saying, we're saying different, different sectors of the economy have different dynamics. We're saying the, agric the agricultural sector the agricultural sector cannot be treated like the like your tourism sector. So yes. you cannot have a uniform and standard uh, minimum wage. Okay, free education on, to wrap up. On the, on, the, on the issue of free education, as the Democratic Alliance, we are saying those that deserve to get free education must get free education. But those that, those that uh, their households, that their income is is above a certain threshold, those must pay. Those who can afford to pay, they must pay. If King Saul can afford to pay, if, if, if King Saul Chabalal can afford to pay for his kids for university fees, King Saul Chabalala must pay. If Zanele cannot afford to pay, his kids must get free education. And so there is a question that was asked to say, we are preaching that uh, one job in every household, but they're saying in provinces where we govern or municipalities where we yes. govern, it is not the case. There are different factors. There, are, you know, the ANC is leading our country to ASRI. 
there is so much there is so there is so much policy uncertainty in south africa okay. we are failing to attract uh, investors to come and invest in so i'll make an example today the president says south african reserve bank will be nationalized the following day the president says okay thanks uh, uh, you you you've, you've had a good chance on those three questions now before i go to some of the other questions i want to bring in some of the parties who haven't been as involved let's get uh, the position first of all of the eff on free education is there a view is there any merit in the view that if people can afford to pay for education Ms. mind you there's no value to the society in giving my children for example free education what what is your opinion on that yeah you know can i can i just say to the audience and just to describe the situation for our listeners we've got people starting to stand up and shout at each other and it's incredibly disruptive because we've now got a position situation where the guests from the eff actually cannot hear the question that i've just asked them and I really don't want to sound like I'm a, a very unsuccessful principal of a school, but I'm just going to appeal to people, and you know exactly where you're coming from, and maybe we can get some help from their leadership. Can we try and make decent use of the last 25 minutes? A lot of people have waited patiently to express a view. Okay, I'm going to stop lecturing, but I'm really going to appeal for some basic democratic respect. The question again. On the question of free education, we know where the EFF stands, but is there some merit in what Mr. Chabalala is saying, that it's an unproductive use of public money to give free education to the children of parents who can afford it? Does the EFF at least accept that that's a point worth debating? And is it something you might reconsider? But we also need to distinguish what is uh, affordability. Yes. Because of looking at the inequalities of the past, you find that in most black societies, most people cannot even afford your primary school fees. Yes. So as the EFF, we've been advocating and advancing the issue of free education for quite some time. We've been in the forefront of the fees must fall. And currently, currently hence, in one of our policies, we are stipulating that one has to go to school and... and and obtain their first degree that is free quality yes. education now affordability will then mean that most of our black people in our communities cannot even afford bread those are the inequalities that we find so in the eff if one one person were to be um, afforded the opportunity to go to school and acquire education then you are opening doors for even economy to to grow and Ms. Luana, your position as the BLF on the issue of a minimum wage, and indeed more, more broadly, the BLF, how do you think wages should be set in a society? How should they be determined? You'll need your microphone. There we go, if you'll pass that along. Sir, is your question on minimum wage? Yes, and, and the setting of wages in general. How should it be decided what the right wage is for a sector like agriculture as compared to a sector like call centers? Um, we are advocating for a minimum wage of 12,500 in across, all sectors across all industries as Black First Land First. This is particularly inspired by the struggle of the mine workers that were massacred um, in Marigana. 
we do realize as Black First Land First that we are sitting with a big problem now when 9 million people of the population are unemployed. Yes. We believe as Black First Land First that it is the duty of the government to create um, opportunities of employment to ensure all people are employed, but at the same time to train our people. And that is why in our elections battle plan, what we are saying is that if government is failing to solve the issue of unemployment, we are proposing a minimum subsidy of 5,000 rand per month so that the people who are unemployed are able to sustain their lives. We believe as yeah. Breakfast Ledfest, this money is available because we know that South Africa is leading in mineral wealth. We know that particularly white monopoly capital is sitting on two trillion rand cash that they are refusing to invest back into so, the economy. So, so let, me, let me ask you a, a, a question that I think is based in a reality that many people here would recognize. You've got a small panel beaters somewhere in Sibyl King. They've managed to grow. They've got 10 people. Are you going to say as BLF, you have to pay all those people 12.5, otherwise you must close? Please say that again. There is a panel beaters here in Sibyl King, and they employ 10 people, and they're just getting the business going. They're struggling a little bit. Are you going to say that person who started the panel beaters has to pay everybody 12.5, Otherwise, what? Will you close no, them down? Uh, no, a distinction must be made. A distinction must be made. Okay, so it's not 12.5 for that, everybody. Okay. No, no, no. A distinction must be made in a sense that the economy, those who have the cash and those who own the means of production right now is the white minority, while the black majority remains without owning businesses, without money to be able to take care of anything. So part of the solution should be the redistribution of the means of production so that people as citizens of the country, black and white, we all have equal opportunities. We are not sitting with a situation where a white minority that is not interested in the plight of black people decides to keep cash yes. and decides to engage, for example, in commercial okay, farming I, to produce food for, fruit, for profit and not to feed the nation and create opportunities for everyone else. Great, thank you. Now, we're going to take a brief break. And then I want to come to COPE uh, and get their thoughts on some of these issues, land, the minimum wage, and of course we'll bring the AIC back into the conversation as well. We have a line of people queuing up for questions. We started off saying only four, and now we've got seven. I'm not going to fit all of you in, so let's have at least uh, some fairness there. And please, can I continue to appeal to everybody, um, listen to views other than the ones you hold dearly because there may be some good ideas out there that you've never thought of. One good idea is to stay listening to Kai FM 95.9. Don't go away. Elections 2019 on Kai FM, the informed choice. Okay, Afropolitans, we are back. We have 16 minutes left. We've got a lot of business to get through. Uh, I'm going to take some questions from the floor. But first, let's just get the view of the African Independent Congress. Margaret Arnolds, your, your party's view on land and the minimum wage. If you could just set that out for us, please. Can you repeat, please? Uh... Your view on land and the minimum wage. Okay, I think the AIC is very upfront on the issue of land. We say that we should be giving land without compensation, but we also say that the land given should be utilized for the right reasons. Yes. There's land for agriculture, 
and you cannot just give away the land without having the right people that will be able to cultivate the land. It's senseless giving Margaret Arnold's land. What is she going to do with it when she cannot cultivate that land? So the land needs to go to people that is able to cultivate it. We also believe that there is land, land reform is also needed for housing. We find that currently people are invading land which is not even conducive for housing. So we need to look at how we disseminate the right land for the right thing. When it comes to minimum wage, yes, there needs to be a minimum wage. But we cannot, as the AIC now say, that we are going to give 5,000, 12,000, 15,000 as a minimum wage. We have never governed. We do not know. How, we are not sure how to deal with the issue. But when we get there, and the, we'll be able to say, this is where the minimum wage should be and what it can be. Okay, thanks. Cope on land, uh, if you'll give us your views, Mr. Khanare, and also your thoughts on free higher education. Should it go to everybody or not? Mr. Khanare, if someone can just give you a microphone, there you go. Okay, let me deal with this issue. This slogan about land and expropriation with or without compensation is misnomer. Yes. Because the section 25 of the constitution does not talk about land only. It talks about property rights. And the constitution says nobody's property can be, can be expropriated without compensation. The, the danger of uh, the slogan, expropriation without compensation, is that uh, there are people, like for instance here in Sibukeng, there are people yes. who, who bought their houses a long time ago and they've paid for those houses. So if you expropriate their houses and their property without compensation, it is not only uh, white people who, because the impression is like the land will be expropriated from white people to black people. The people who own property, irrespective of their color, once this becomes law, that property can be expropriated without compensation. It, it can, Your own house. It which can you have be, paid but why, why would it be? Yeah? You say it can be, and, and that may be legally and technically true, but why would it be no, no, expropriated? No, no. Uh, if it becomes law, if expropriation uh, becomes law without yes. compensation, in terms of the Constitution, Section 25 talks about property. It yes. does not talk about land. Okay. And, about, and, on to... and, and, and the, only, the only part where it talks about land is where it talks about land reform. It, uh, and I have got to deal with that. Land has got three uses. Residential, agricultural, and industrial. As far as we are concerned, in terms of uh, residential, we believe that everybody must get their title deed for the houses which they occupy. Yes. That's their house. Number two, we believe that industrial land must be made available to those who want to get involved in industrial production. Number three, agricultural land. Agricultural land must be made available to those who want to work land. But before you give them land, give them the resources and knowledge to be able to, 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 to deal with that. Thank you very much. Okay, let's go to the floor. Over to you, sir. You have a microphone. Uh, uh, you, you do now. You, you, you said I, I must talk about minimum wage. I asked you about higher education, actually. Do you want to speak on free higher education? Can you keep it brief, though? We're running out of time. 
free higher education. Should everybody get free higher education? I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about free education from ECB to higher but education. But I'm asking you about free higher education. Should no, we, are, we are talking about education from ECD to higher education. We are not talking about uh, uh, free education only for higher education. Okay. And to us, education is an investment. If children have been given an opportunity to access quality education, and we have got to debate that, what does quality education mean? Okay, great. It is an investment because once they are finished at university and they start working, they will pay tax. And that tax is going to pay for the education they got earlier. Thank you very much. Okay, now we're going to go to the floor. If you just give me one second. If I look at the clock, if you ask questions of the panel, I'm not necessarily going to have an opportunity to get them to give you an answer. So can you all bear that in mind? I know that we set this up and you want to do quiz the people who are up here, but time is not our friend. So you may want to use the opportunity rather to make a point. You can ask a question, but I can't guarantee you an answer. So with that, uh, uh, T's and C's, which apply, I'm afraid, over to you. Yes, sir, go ahead. My name is Mr. Master from Black First, Black First. Um, when white people came to the and political parties came together one year ago and they said land expropriation without compensation. My question to the Deputy President of BLF is, what will BLF do differently in Parliament to ensure land expropriation actually materializes as opposed to the African National Congress and the EFF who have combined and one year later we remain landless. At the same time, as a people, we go to public hospitals that are dilapidated and public schools. As BLF MPs, what would you do differently to ensure that black people ensure that use the same services as parliamentarians, unlike with the, uh, those who steal from BBS and Bosasa. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's go to the next person. Yes, you have a microphone. Go ahead. Greetings. My name is Mlebeheng and I'm a student. So my question is based to Ms. Kolega from EFF. I'm a student of a college. So my question to her is what are you going to do to help us students of colleges to get free education, not to sign SOPS, to agree to NEFSAs that we have money, but we didn't even receive money. So what does the EFL will do to help us? Please. Okay, thank you. Go ahead. I can't guarantee an answer, but keep them coming. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I'd like to uh, find out from Tati Fungwani. Um, you said you are very proud with uh, basically what you've, you have uncovered as, as uh, the ANC. Um, uh, to me, it, 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 it sounds funny when you say you are proud of what you guys have uncovered. We know that you don't sit alone and discuss these things by yourselves and just say we are going to do this. All these parties that are here, they assist you guys, right, to, to make sure that... Um, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so... Okay. Yes. Carry on with your question, please. Yeah, so my question is... Um, today proud Not like to know. But how Okay. Okay. Thank you. I, I mean, I, I have to say this. When we asked you to not make long speeches, but ask great, tight questions. You all gave us long speeches. When I ask you for long speeches, I'm getting great questions. So I'll learn something. I'll ask for the opposite of what I actually want. Go ahead, please. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Paul. Um, I don't have a question, but just a comment. That yes. 
as the last statement of what I'm going to say. Yes, go ahead. Uh, on the Sorry, stage, and your name? Uh, your name? name? Yeah. Nico. Hi, Nico. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the stage there, we have a former mayor whose wife was a mayor in this, in this region. Both have failed. Uh, we have a total collapse of the sewer system in this region that has necessitated the intervention of the army which directly declares Mfuleni as a disaster area because we all know that the army is only dispatched only on disaster areas. So the army has been dispatched in this region because the region is in a disaster state. Secondly, we have a non-existent uh, infrastructure development program. We have a non-existent infrastructure development program in this region. Uh, we have a non-existent health, primary health care no, no. in this region. Uh, the ANC, the, it's, it's an irony that anyone in their right minds still wants to vote the ANC in these coming elections. And to the okay. EFF, to the EFF, my sister, I'm saying to you, don't worry, the ground is fertile. The people know the truth. Amanda! Okay. Here we go. Uh, go ahead, sir. Give us your name. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, my name is Mpokelvin Masaula, and I've been a student here around here. First of all, I just want to make a comment to the EFF. I want to tell to the fair lady there that it is unfair to make the judgment that insourcing is equal to job creation. What insourcing basically means in, in simple terms is that we take workers from one institution and add them to another. That is not job creation. That is just making people who are working for a contractor work for an institution permanently. Don't lie to us. Number two, do not tell us that free education is a real thing. Maybe in the world of the ANC, but in the South Africa that I live in, it is not. I've heard a lot of students who have been turned away for not having registration fee. Sir, don't lie to us. We are not the same people of 1994 that you can come to and lie to us. We are a new generation. And third of all, to the PLF, please do not sell us dreams that you know that you will not be able to achieve. You have lied to us countless times and sold us dreams that are not real. Be real to us so that you can get real reactions from the people. The time of lying to us is over. And to the DA, I just want to say, Thank you so very much for the opportunities that you have created for all our people. And slowly but surely we are growing. Thank you. Okay. Right. Last but not least. Here we go. We have one more speaker from the floor. Go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, uh, thank you, sir. Uh, my name is Mokete. My surname is Shwashwa. No, Camp. Uh, I'm having two questions. No, okay, I'm, go I'm, ahead. I'm having two questions. One goes to the ANC, second one going to the TA. Okay. The, the first one is, uh, now that we are having this, people have been speaking about it, the potholes and everything. That is, I just want to hear from the ANC, what is, what is the plan, what is the response on these potholes that are created by the protest that community because of the anger of service delivery or the electricity that is key yes. 
that is that is diverting our mind of our people their anger is getting tend to 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 be violent okay, I, I think we i think so, we get it what's your second question can you can you can you can you can you can you don't interrupt now i have to interrupt because we don't have time other people have respected the clock and maybe you can as well please as I, I, I've, I've raised a question yes. to the agency, yes. which I believe is clear, that what is the response of dealing with the situation of the portals are being here, be, created by the violence from the community? The second so one, what you're doing is repeating the, your the, question. The second, that you cannot answer. I'm asking. Okay. The, um, the second one is, the, is from the DA. The, is the, the, the word that is governed by the DA. From what 16 people have been shot there. What is the what is what is the response of the DA based on our people who have been killed under their administration or governing? Okay. In what 16? Mr. Slongwane, you didn't get a chance to respond in the last round of questions, so there are quite a few issues raised with you. Uh, a final thought, particularly on this potholes issue, and if you could wrap up, we're at the end of the show. Over to you. Thank you, thank you so much, John. It is, it is important for the African National Congress to say to the people of the Val, in particular, we are humbled, we have listened to you, and our response is a comprehensive response. We are aware that you need comfort, we are aware that you deserve services. It is for precisely that reason why our rebase budget starting from May going forward, will make you remain proud for having voted and trusted the African National Congress. Okay. Thank you very much to everybody from all the different political parties. Thank you to representatives of the EFF, the DA, BLF. Thank you to the AIC. Thank you to the ANC. And thank you to COPE for joining us here tonight on Kaya FM 95.9. Whoever you vote for, whatever you do, make sure that on May the 8th, democracy moves forward. Good night. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.